everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hey Robin, it's good to be back in the studio with you as we continue our conversation on building strong and healthy relationships. So yesterday we established the fact that developing good and healthy relationships is difficult, but it's worth the effort because relationships are vital for our growth and success in life. So whether you like it or not, we all need to learn how not to suck at relationships, which means if you did not listen to our previous episode, I would strongly recommend that you hit that pause button right now and go back to the practical principles that we shared yesterday on how not to suck at your relationships. So today's topic sounds a little bit harsh and provocative, but believe me, if you really are serious about growing in your relationships, you will appreciate the candor that we are going to have in today's episode. We have titled this episode, Get Over Yourself, because quite honestly, there are way too many people who are taking themselves way too seriously for their own good. You see, everyone wants to feel special and important. So if you really are serious and you want to win in your relationships, instead of focusing on how special or how important you think you are, you need to get over yourself and start focusing on making others feel special and important. One of the things that I'm noticing, Robin, more and more is that people are neglecting relationships because they think or believe that they are way too busy for people. It's it's like we've got this weird aspirational desire to be busy. People want to be busy so that they can avoid uh, spending time with people. So I want to say to you, don't get caught up in this successful failure syndrome where you succeed at business, su- succeed at work, succeed or whatever you are doing and fail in your relationships. More and more people are regretting having spent their lives pursuing things and not developing their relationships. I've got a friend of mine in my inner circle, Robin. He always reminds us. He's one of the busiest guys I know. He's on top of his game. He's always traveling all over the world, but he makes time for us. Mm-hmm. And every time when I when he calls me or when he reaches out, he reminds me, you know what, no matter how busy I get, I always make time for the things that I value. So what that challenges me to do every time is consider how much do I value relationships? If you are really serious about relationships, I want to say to you, get over yourself, get over the busyness, get over whatever excuses you've been given and start putting the extra effort to build your relationships. So today we are going to be giving you some practical tips and principles that will help you to get over yourself and connect with others better. And to kick us off is Robin with our very first principle. Well, Pastor Jay, I think that this is such a important topic for us to be talking about. You know, the, the, 
are we willing to connect with people? Are we willing to focus on others? And we need to be real because the truth is, is that inherently we all possess that desire to connect with people, you know, unless, I don't know, you're a sociopath or something, (laughs) but we all have that desire to connect with people, but we get so caught up in ourselves. We get so caught up in, like you said, the busyness, our aspirations, the things that we are running after that we neglect that need for connection. Yeah. And so the first principle that I'm going to share today is called the big picture principle. Now, this simply says, with one exception, the whole world is composed of others. Now, pause and let that sink in. With one exception, the entire world is composed of others. And in case you weren't quick enough to catch it, you are that one exception. <laughs> It may feel to you like your whole world is composed of you because of maybe just the habit of being so caught up in self. But the truth is you are one little drop in the ocean of an entire world. I just want to challenge people to pause again, like you said, let it sink. Because the truth of the matter, so many people are going around feeling like the whole world is Uh, revolving around them and that they are the center of the universe kind of thing. And what you are saying is there's so much more to life than just you. Definitely. And to be honest, we all get caught up in this. doesn't matter how good you may think you are at relationships. It's so easy to fall into this pattern because the world tries to program us. Mm. You know, whatever seems good to me right now, whatever feels right to me, that's like the slogan. If it makes me happy, then I'll do it. But the truth is, is that you need to break this pattern of not seeing the big picture. And to see the big picture, you need three things. You need perspective, you need maturity, and you need responsibility. Now, those Mm. are three hard words. Those are three hard words. Perspective, again, speaks about how we see things. Maturity is how you show, how are you showing up in your relationships? Are Mm. you taking ownership for the part that you have to play in a relationship? And again, leads into responsibility. You are responsible for your life. And so there are three steps that you need to follow to get the bigger picture. And the first one is that you need to get out of your own little world. Okay. Mm. It is so easy for us to think that the whole world is just made up of your little world that you live in, that little box of this is how what I do in the morning, this is what I do in the afternoon, this is what I do in the evening. And you fail to see that there's billions of other people living their own That's little good. worlds. And so the only way that you can get the bigger picture and become better at relationships is by stepping outside of that and saying, hey, I'm going to go talk to someone that I wouldn't normally talk to. Challenge yourself every now and again. You know, if sometimes we get so stuck in the day-to-day, in the the rhythms of life, you know, those circles that we go in, those cycles that we go in, that we fail to just see outside of our own little world. So you need to get out of your own little world. Mm. Now, the second one is that you need to check your ego at the door. It's not all about you. It's not all about you. And so if your focus is always on yourself, you will never, ever be able to build positive relationships. You know, when you walk into the room, do you want to be the main person? Or are you actually saying, hey, I'm going to go and connect with some, make them feel like they are the main person. And then finally, you need to understand what brings fulfillment. 
And that is like really speaking to what at the end of the day, you know, like we spoke about yesterday, at the end of your life and you look back at all the choices that you made and you look back at all the things that you did, what really matters at the end of the day? Will you be fulfilled? So you need to understand that ultimately the things that bring us true fulfillment always involve other people. That's good, Robin. I like what you said about perspective because... It's so easy to lose perspective when you are focusing on self. And what we're trying to do here is to help you get over yourself. Because when we fail to see things from the other person's perspective, we fail in our relationships. Which brings me to the second principle that we want to talk about, the exchange principle. And the exchange principle says, instead of putting others in their place, we must put ourselves in their place. Mm. You know, what basically comes to mind here is when somebody does something wrong or maybe uh, you, you don't quite understand the way they are showing up or behaving, it's so easy to say, well, nobody does this to me. Mm. You know, I'm the most important person. Do they know who I am? And you want to go there and put that person in their place. This principle says before you go and put somebody in their place, just put yourself in that person's place. And especially if you're a leader, this is a very important principle, learning to exchange, make the exchange. To make the exchange, here's what needs to happen. You need to leave your place and literally visit the other person's place. You cannot make the exchange if you are comfortable in your place. Mm -hmm. So you are a leader, you are a guest, you are being treated with honor. Unless you leave the place of honor and go and try and experience what it means to be on the other side, you will never understand or see things according to the other person's uh, perspective. So making the exchange calls for us to acknowledge the other person's viewpoint. And this is very, very important because everybody has got a viewpoint and your viewpoint is your viewpoint. You are only one person and you are looking at something from your viewpoint. And so acknowledge the other person's viewpoint before you go into a fight in a relationship because somebody said something that is slightly different from the way you perceive it. First, acknowledge their viewpoint. And what I love about the exchange principle is just that it's it's the way we get to really understand people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like what makes them tick, you know? Yeah. So unless you're willing to put yourself in their shoes, chances are, because I think we, we also try to make ourselves feel better about like, oh, you know, I'm going to reflect on this for two, two seconds and then I'm going to put them in their place. No, yeah. it's like, hey, try and understand why is your mind working in this way? Why are you feeling this way? Um, put yourself in their place. And only when you can do that will you really have good relationships. It's so important that you get this one right. Robin, uh, let, let, me, let me tell you something. When I write a message to address something or just to try and communicate something to people that I care for, I usually write it three, four times. Why? Because when I write it first, it's from my viewpoint. I'm, I'm just going to say mm. this. And, and, and then when I read it, I'm saying, how are they going to receive it? So I'm almost trying to put myself in their shoes, like you said. And many times I find myself editing the, some of the, uh, the words that I've used, like, oh, this, this might sound a little bit aggressive in their place because maybe I'm writing to somebody who's um, following me. I'm leading them. So if I use certain words, it might feel like I'm pushing authority. 
And so I changed the words and I'm like, I want to make it neutral. I want them feel mm-hmm. to know that I'm actually maybe asking or just suggesting, but I don't want to use uh, words that will make them feel like it's a command. And so I'm using this as a practical way of just showing you how easy it is to miss this principle. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that you can you know, remind yourself of the exchange principle is ask others what they will do in your situation. So before you go and put somebody in their place, just go chat with somebody else and say, hey, I'm going through this situation with so-and-so. This is what's happening in our relationships. Do you think I should go and put them in their place? And many times when you ask somebody, they will give you the other point of view. You know, they will show you or tell you things that you are not aware of. So we need to break any form of selfish patterns in our lives by making this exchange. Wow, Pastor Jay, and we're only on principle number two for today, and it's already (laughs) so good. So the third principle is the learning principle, which says that each person we meet has the potential to teach us something. That's deep. That means that the person who is sweeping um, on the street, the person who is the high-powered CEO, And everyone in between, every single person you meet has the potential to teach you something. Mm. Again, looking back at the big picture, everyone comes from their own little world. Everyone has had different experiences. Everyone is different. And everyone, you know, there's always going to be someone who's experienced something different to you. And you have the potential to learn something from them. That's good. You know, what you just said makes me uh, think of a story my wife was telling me just the other day. Uh, She was listening to a message where this preacher, American preacher, goes to like some probably in the East, uh, they, they visits this area and he's now telling them about church growth and he's like telling them, oh yeah, you know, you need to do all these things to grow your churches. But the assumption he makes is that all those people have got small churches. Mm. So he looks at the way they are, are dressed and how, you know, they're not dressed in fancy clothes like he is. He thinks oh, they come in from rural backgrounds. They've got small churches. And then to make his point, he says to one of the pastors, and he doesn't know that he this is a big guy in the area. He says to him, oh, your brother, I'm here to help you uh, grow your church. Tell me, how many people do you have? And this brother just keeps saying, oh, no, no. And and he's trying to humble himself. So he keeps, you know, digging a hole for himself. He's kind of like, no, man, tell me. It doesn't matter. Humble beginnings. God will will always lift you up. Then the guy says, I've got 850,000 people. And the brother's like, I can teach you something about growing your church. So anyone can teach you something. So true. So true. There's one thing that you need to get right for this principle. And this can only happen if you have the right attitude. If you are a know-it-all, if you think that you have got, you know everything about everyone and about everything, then it you're just never going to learn from others. And so you have to have the right attitude. That That's is good. a teachable attitude. And this will position you to learn from others. And then you need to do the following things. Number one, you need to make learning your passion. Don't stop, ever stop learning. There's always something that you can learn from someone. Number two is that you need to value people. People will not learn from others if they don't value them. Mm. So if you don't really value people, if you don't value that person who's maybe sweeping out on the streets, you won't 
value learning from them and so that's good you need to get this one right truly believe in people and believe that you can learn from them value them and then the third one is that you need to develop relationships with growth potential that means that you need to find people who are likely to help you grow so if you are interested in a specific something if if whether it's your career or what you're studying um, or you just want to become more creative anything like that you need to find the right kind of people mm. if what you're hoping to learn is how to make amazing coffee you should go to a barista yeah. you can't go to someone who specializes in making eggs and expect to learn that from them because you'll always be frustrated in that relationship and so this is important you need to know what's this area that I'm hoping to learn in where do I want to grow and then you develop relationships that are in line with with that. And following from that, the the fourth thing is that you need to identify people's uniqueness and strengths. Yeah. So, you need to say, "Hey, this person is great at a specific thing." That is what makes them unique, and then you need to glean from them. Because the truth is is that people grow best in their areas of strength, and they can help you grow in that area too. And so you you can't just be random in choosing those kinds of people. You need to look at, hey, I really love the way that you relate with people, Pastor Jay. How can I learn from you mm. in that area? And then finally, the fifth one is that you need to ask questions. So you need, oh, this is such an important one. There's a statement that you made once that said you can tell someone's destiny by the kind of questions that they ask. Sure. And so this is so important. You need to, learning begins by listening. That's good. And then you need to just engage that thing by asking the right kinds of questions. So watch others ask good questions, and that is how you will be able to learn. Powerful principle. Which brings us to the next one, which is the charisma principle. The charisma principle simply states that people are interested in the person who is interested mm. in them. It's true of you. It's true of the next person. Everybody is interested in the people that are interested in them. But now, here's where we violate the principle. We want people to be interested in us, and we're not interested in them. Mm. It doesn't work like that. So you need to be willing to genuinely uh, connect with others and show like a sincere interest in what other people are doing. And when we talk about charisma, it's all about the way you show up again, uh, the way you present yourself, smile, you know, remember somebody's name. I, I must say, I must acknowledge that I struggle in this area, but I'm doing my best. And I often say, if I ask you three, four, the fourth time, I'll probably remember your name. But I've had to work on this because I've got a wife that almost has like, I'll call it a photographic mind because when you give her your name, she's always going to greet you by name. And so she has been challenging me in this area. That's part of being charismatic when you actually can remember a person's name. And many times we, we butcher relationships by just not showing any interest in the way people pronounce their own names. I love that because the book actually says a person's name is the sweetest and most important sound to that person. Wow. And I have a story from, um, you know, we do youth on Friday nights with um, the teenagers in our community mm -hmm. and we had just come out of a lockdown and there was this girl who she'd never really been a consistent um attendee of youth yeah. but she was part of the group before the lockdown happened and then we had weeks where we met online and she was never part of the online meetings 
And then we came back to in-person meetings and probably three weeks in, I, I saw her coming towards the door and I greeted her by her name. And she actually was shocked. She said, I cannot believe that you remembered my name. Wow. And you know that from that moment, she has been, she's here almost every week. You know, she loves coming to youth and we just love connecting. And I could just see that immediately, just that thing of, hey, I wasn't expecting this leader to rem remember my name. And yeah. she actually did. It just opened up like a new level of relationship. And that for me is so amazing to see with this principle. Yeah, here's what I want to say to you. If you want to apply this principle, you need to make people feel special. Mm. You need to get interested in them and make them feel special. Become a good listener. Encourage others to talk more about themselves than yourself. I know people, they walk into a room, you give them two minutes, you know, I've been in those meetings where you kind of like, we've got 20 people in the room. Everybody just quickly go around and introduce yourself and you have this person that wants to take the whole meeting. You are sucking at relationships yeah. if you are doing that. You need to actually say, hey, let me say as little as possible, as quick as possible, so that I allow others to talk about themselves. You know, again, Robin, I'm sure you've met those people that you start saying a story. Uh, oh, yeah, this is what happened to me. And they hijack your story. They say, oh, yeah, it also happened to me. And they take over and then you just keep quiet. You're like, oh, okay, you mm -hmm. can tell us about you. So be genuinely interested. If somebody is, if you give somebody the opportunity to speak, listen. That's what you need to do. Be genuinely interested in them. And then you will find that your relationships become better. Right, so the fifth principle for today is the number 10 principle. Mm. I'm sure like you've heard that thing like, wow, that person is a 10, yep. <laughs> right? So this principle basically says that all people have potential. Everyone you meet can be a 10. Mm. What this comes down to is believing in people because believing and I mean, really believing in people tends to bring the best out of them. If people believe in themselves, they can reach their potential and become the in individuals they were created to be. But you know, it's so much easier to believe in yourself when you have, when you know that there are others who are also believing in you. And so for this one, if you want to not suck at relationships, if you want to really connect with people and focus on others, you need to believe that they are a 10. Even yeah. if everything, their actions is like, wow, that person is only a two or a three. <laughs> yeah. If you truly believe in them, despite the odds, despite what um, the situation may actually be telling you, chances are you're going to see them producing eight, nine, ten behavior. It's just a matter of time. That's good. Robin, I cannot agree with you more because here's the thing. I've seen it whenever I speak highly of people, they just become better. But the, the temptation is to focus on somebody's shortcomings, their weaknesses. And then we say, well, that person sucks at this. And we constantly reminding them that they are one. They never become mm. better. So if you are that friend that when you are relating with your friends, you're trying to constantly tell them that they're not as good, you are destroying the relationship. Mm. When you choose to believe in people, they become better. And so I want to say to those that have maybe been hurt or disappointed in the past by people, because the truth is, is that 
we like we've been saying relationships are hard and people will let you down and sometimes people that you really believe are a 10 will display behavior that is you know like just the number one kind of thing yeah but i want to encourage you don't let that make you give up don't let that color your attitude in the future towards people um you know someone once said treat a man as he appears to be and you make him worse yeah. But treat a man as if he were already what he could potentially be and you make him what he should be. Wow. And so um, there are a couple of tips that I want to give you as you relate with people and you apply this principle. Number one is that everybody wants to be somebody. Mm. As you relate with people, chances are that every they want to be a 10. So if you give them that confidence that they can be a 10, chances are so much more likely that they will be a somebody. So everybody wants to be a somebody. That's good. Number two is that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I love that principle. So love on them. Love on them. If they are being the worst, love on them anyways, because they just want to know that someone is there, that someone cares. And then number three, everybody needs somebody. Mm. No matter if you are that lone wolf, that person that says, I'm an introvert, I don't want to connect with people, da, 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 da. You know, we've all heard those. The truth is, is that everybody needs somebody. Like we are wired for connection. Yeah. We were created to be in relationships. So you need to remember that everybody needs somebody. And I love the fourth one. It says anybody that helps somebody influences lots of bodies. That's and so what one. this means is that you need to do for one person what you wish you could do for everyone. That's good. You being that person that, hey, you may not be able to help the 50 people in need that are around you, but if you just help that one person, that could be the thing that turns their life completely around. And if they help one more person, just imagine the chain reaction of that. And so you need to be that one person That's that good. influences that person. And then finally... You need to believe that somebody today will rise up and become somebody. Mm. Now, what that means is that all that behavior, all that sucking at relationships, all that that person may be trying to tell you in the attitude or the, in the way they show up can be influenced by you. Mm. If you really believe that, hey, what they do today doesn't determine who they are tomorrow. Yeah. And so you need to believe that they can rise that they will rise, that they will be a 10. And so I love this principle because it really just speaks to believing the best, hoping the best, truly just believing that everyone has the potential to be a 10. Robin, this this principle cuts across um, our culture. Everybody is trying to belittle somebody. They think by making somebody feel less of themselves, they become more. But if you want to become more, just make others feel more, like feel like they're better than you. The more you lift them up, the more you give them a 10, you actually also, uh, in return, begin to see people giving you a 10 and Definitely. you become a better person. So good. I love what you said. Relationships are difficult. We cannot overemphasize this. Relationships are difficult. The principles that we are giving you are not easy. And many times people will mess it up. But this brings me to the sixth principle that we have for today which is the confrontation principle dum, dum, dum. <laughs> 
Well, the truth is at some point confrontation is necessary in relationships mm. because there are some times when people are just not getting it and unless you confront them and deal with the real issues, they're not going to get it. But here's what the principle says. Caring for people should precede confronting people. Firstly, I want to again reiterate, I'm not saying never confront people, but we are saying that caring for people must proceed. It must come first. Make sure that you care enough for the person you are going to confront. Confront. So if you if you're not caring for your friends, don't be quick to confront them because confrontation without care is just destroying mm-hmm. relationships. This principle is all about caring enough to confront in the right way. Because confrontation is is unavoidable. You will have at some point issues that you need to deal with, but will you do it in the right way? And so we're going to quickly just talk about how to help you uh, deal with confrontation when it is necessary and how to do it in a healthy manner. Number one, confront a person only if you care for that person. If you don't care for that person, don't waste your time trying to confront them because all you're going to do you're going to suck at that relationship. So care enough before you confront. Number two, meet the person as soon as possible. So if an issue arises, what we normally do in relationships is we avoid confrontation because it's difficult. No one wants to confront anybody. So we avoid meeting, we avoid talking about it. So something happens today and two months later, we just kind of stewing and we think things are going to deal with themselves. They don't, it gets worse. So if you want healthy confrontation, don't wait two months, don't wait, you know, If you know you care for a person and there's something that you need to deal with, do it as soon as possible. And then the third step uh, to a healthy confrontation is first seek understanding and not necessarily Mm -hmm. agreement. Seek understanding before you even go in. You know, again, the temptation. We Yesterday we were talking about using the, the hammer to swat a fly on somebody's head. The temptation is to say, well, I know what, what went wrong and I'm just going to come and deal with the issue. But seek to understand first before you, you, uh, you make any accusations and make some strong um, remarks or observations about the relationship. Understand, hey, I would like to understand something Can we go into this? And understanding must come before agreement. You might disagree, but at least know that you understand what's happening. And then the next step is uh, outline the issue. What's the issue at hand? I think we've we've covered confrontation some time back. When I'm saying this, I'm like, I think we've had a podcast somewhere in the the past where we dealt with confrontation, but outline the issue. Uh, What's the real issue? Don't just start, you know, piling up everything, you know, to, you, you wanted to confront somebody because of what they said in a particular uh, situation. And now you're talking about three years ago, mm-hmm. then this, that, that's not going to make your relationship any better. You just outline the real issue, then encourage a response. Here's a mistake that most people ha- make when they confront somebody, they kind of just want to say what they want to say. And it's like, it's done. I said it. No, encourage your response. After you've confronted a person, give them space 
to response. Don't to respond, sorry. Don't just walk away. Tell them, hey, I would really want to hear what you think about this. What what do you have to say about what I said? You know, and that is always going to make you win in your relationships. And then finally agree on a particular action plan. After you've done your confrontation, if it's something that needs to be worked on, agree on an action plan. Hey, now that we have done this, let's agree that this is not going to happen or this is how we're going to deal with this in the future so that you don't repeat the same thing in that relationship. Yeah, you know, Pastor Jay, I remember when you shared this around the table and we did briefly touch on it in the podcast um, addressing the elephant in the room. That's the oh, one you were thinking that's of. that's the one. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, when you shared it in this way and you, you laid out this um, roadmap, I had just had a situation where there was some conflict between me and another person. And, mm. you know, I really felt like I had done everything right like I felt like, hey, you know, I, I think that the way I handled this was was right and and kind of feeling positive about the situation and yet not understanding why the relationship seemed to ha- have gone, you sour. know, sour in a way. L- like hearing you explain this kind of opened my eyes because, you know, I had done that thing, confront them, I care about them. Like I really want to, and I, and it was like, Hey, can we meet as soon as possible? Da, 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 da. Like, okay, I, I understand where this person is coming from. Da, 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 da. I outlined the issue. And then on the other side of it, it was just silence. It was just like this person had nothing to say. Mm. And, and you know, for me, that, that really hurt me because I was like, wow, okay. It, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm the one who cares to reach out, but then the person doesn't care enough to actually respond. Yeah. And for me, it was almost like at the, at that point where you've outlined the issue, that's where we tend to kind of want to throw it back into the other person's yeah. court. But no, you need to still take responsibility of that situation. It, you are the one who called for a meeting. You yeah. are the one who felt like, hey, this is conflict that we need to resolve. So once you've outlined the issue, don't make the mistake of thinking that it's now magically resolved. Yeah. No, you need to encourage a response. It may be awkward. It may feel like you're pulling teeth, but make sure that you get a response from the person and then you agree to next steps yeah. because you know I, I think and and afterwards I felt like oh my goodness I actually feel more lost than ever mm. when it comes to this relationship but it was just that I was simply missing those two things and I remember you know I sharing this with you and saying like hey what the heck just happened you know <laughs> I felt so good about yeah. you know like taking the positive step in the right direction and feeling like it blew up in my face. So guys, this is real. This is, and sometimes you are going to maybe make that mistake. So in, in sharing these principles with you guys, we're not like, Hey, you automatically going to be perfect at them, That's but right. you need to just hold them in the front of your mind. You need to know that, Hey, this is, this may be difficult. It may be hard work, but it is worth it if you are serious about having healthy relationships. Robin, I think we said this again uh, yesterday. The idea of listening to these principles and thinking you've got it or now I understand it and you rush into these things might be detrimental, mm. you know. Really take time to grow in these principles and one at a time. I'm, I was still impressed with the progress you had made in that uh, whole situation when when you did all the other steps and you missed two because maybe we, we you, you were not aware of them. But now that you know an extra two, it's things that you add to the process. So, hey, you might not get all of them right the first time, 
But if you understand that these principles are working together, you will find that relationships become better. So I just want to encourage you because it's you might be feeling like, yo, there's a lot of things to remember. Master them one at mm, a time. Definitely. And so this whole episode has been about getting over yourself. And the best way to do that is by shifting your focus from yourself onto others. The only way that you will be able to connect with others, genuinely connect and build healthy relationships is by getting over yourself. I want to say it again. Get over yourself. Yeah, get over yourself. And so we spoke about the big picture principle, which says that with one exception, the whole world is composed of others and you are that exception. Number two, the exchange principle. Instead of putting others in their place, we must put ourselves in In their their place. place. The learning principle, each person we meet has the potential to teach us something. The charisma principle, people are interested in the person who is interested in them. Mm. The number 10 principle, all people have potential. Everyone you meet can be a 10. And finally, number six, the confrontation principle, caring for people should precede confronting people and so we hope that you guys have been blessed by today's episode we're going to continue tomorrow this has been so good so far and in just a month of knowing these things and starting to really work through them and apply them in my own life it has been a journey and so i want to encourage you guys to keep going relationships are hard but they are so worth it and so keep plugged in make sure you don't miss a single episode make sure that you share this with your family and friends and let's just get serious about getting better at relationships and so until tomorrow let's keep growing